I want to be 30, flirty, and thriving. 30, flirty, and thriving. 30, flirty, and thriving. Wait, did you watch 13 going on 30? No. Running foxes, kill our food. It's futuristic, like Carnac the Magnuson. Rewind your VCR, rewind your cook cassette. Nintendo pilots, what? Flying up ahead. Captain's love, Charlie gone. Mad About You by Belinda Carlisle. I want to dance with somebody. What I like about you. Ice Ice Baby. Crazy for You by Madonna. Rihanna by Billy Joel. Uh, multiple iterations of Why Can't I by Liz Fair. It's a good question. Tainted Love, Love is a Battlefield. Will I Ever Make It Home by Ingram Hill? No idea. Who? No idea. <laughs> Lauren Hill, but like budget. Uh, let's see. Once in a Lifetime, Thriller, mm-hmm. Everybody Have Fun Tonight, Keep It Simple, Stupid by Daniel Lenz. No <laughs> idea. Great. Chicka Boom 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 by Mau Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Chicka Boom 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 by Mau Wow. Uh, the songs Breathe by Michelle Branch and Iris by the Goo Goo mm. Dolls were featured in promotional trailers, but not featured in the movie or in the soundtrack. I actually was surprised to not hear any Michelle Branch in this movie. Michelle Branch, It just yes. felt like it would be right, and why it wasn't there. But why would they pick that <laughs> Goo Goo Dolls song? That doesn't fit the tone of this movie I at don't all. Know. How does that song go? It That's was the one kinda, from Angels, yeah, in, or like the City of Angels. The it's the very popular. How does the chorus um, go again? Is it familiar? Um, I, I don't want the world oh, <laughs> Yeah, there it is. Cause I don't think that they don't understand. understand. Oh, and everything's made to be broken. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know who I am. Every every line, different voice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Oh uh, man, that's the that's how poetry should be done. Yeah. Welcome to Contextual Deviants. My name is Christian Haken. Uh, each week we discuss a particular piece of popular culture, art, in this case, movies, and we discuss them through a series of critical contexts. We're, we're sort of doing an experiment to prove that every movie can be talked about every which away. Um, uh, and so this uh, to prove that, this week we're doing a, a different film from our usual fare. But before we get into that, I want to introduce the folks we've got with me today. My regular co-host and good dear friend, Mr. David Gutchie. Hello. Hello. Hi. You're changing up the catchphrase this week. Yeah, I figured, you know, the canon needs a little bit of loosening. <laughs> it's been gone going on for far too long and yeah. it's a little too tight. Yeah. Or do we say that canonically that's how you always start yeah. the episode? <laughs> Sure, that's also part of my fun fun collection of bits that yeah. I have that you listeners love oh so much. <laughs> it's like Napoleon, you know? It's a reverse canon. I, hey. assume, I assume he lost because all of his cannons were backwards, right? I think that's, that's true. That yeah, that's history. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to Dan Carlin's Hardcore <laughs> History. 
incorrect addiction. Christian Hagen's softcore history. <laughs> uh, also joining us this week, returning from our opening episode, uh, uh, maybe the best guest we've ever had. <laughs> Take that, Ben. Take that, Ben. Uh, my dear wife, Asia Hagen. I forgot that the Kubo episode was the first episode. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it was. That's crazy. Yeah. Or did you release something else? We recorded something else. Oh, sure. Pulling back <laughs> that curtain. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. The, to the listeners the cape, at home, perhaps. this oh. is recorded. Oh, yeah. This, this is, is not is, live. <laughs> this isn't live. And, and also, we're not standing in the room with you. There are microphones, uh, so <laughs> it, we're recording this. So don't look around. Don't look around. We're I'm not, not there. Behind that couch. Don't look around. <laughs> I don't want to see my I'm so glad you're here, Asia, <laughs> because we are are doing a very special movie that I know is dear to your heart. Uh. It's so dear uh, to your heart. It was part of our vows. Um, <laughs> I want, I want, I promise to be thirty, 30 flirty, and, and thriving <laughs> till flirt do us part. <laughs> Till office sex do us part. <laughs> uh, we are discussing the 2004 Jennifer Garner film, romantic comedy classic, uh, 13 going on 30. I actually, you you joke, but I, I would say this is a classic for a certain generation. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this movie defines its year so <laughs> well. Mm-hmm. Um, it it yeah. is a 2004 movie <laughs> to a T. Down to the weird uh, homosexuality references. Yep. There are two uh-huh. of which mm-hmm. uh, that I caught that I was like, huh, yeah, this was 2004. Right. When these kinds of things came up a lot, huh? Huh. I th- and huh. I also think it was at that perfect time where the 80s didn't seem forever ago and people right. actually had a reference yeah. point to right. them. Or I feel like, because I was born in 88, I don't get the culture very much. I wouldn't know yeah. the moves to Thriller unless it was just for a oh, joke. Yeah. But most of the people in 2004 or 5 who were young professionals yep. seeing these movies were like, oh yeah, I could join the dance yeah. floor and dance to Thriller if someone did. If we were to make this movie now, the Macarena oh, yeah. would definitely yes. be Yes, because I'd be like, oh, I, I do know this. Mm-hmm. It's also much easier oh, than the dance that's to Thriller. That's what I said too. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we, we were watching it and you're like, well, I could do all the dances from the Macarena. I'm like, I'm pretty sure a monkey could do the dances from the Macarena. But... But <laughs> okay, I agree Roseanne. With you that that would be. Jesus! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Way to throw me under the bus, Wanda Sykes. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I get the nickname Wanda Sykes. That's what I've always wanted. You've been trying to get that going for years. Yeah, I know. Um, this is the problematic cast. the The sequel to the hypothetical. Yeah, the, prob- the problematic cast. cast. Um, uh. Yeah, I think th- I think this is part of an era of movies like Just Friends, and uh, it's a little mm. after The Wedding Singer, but I feel like there were other movies of this era that started in the '80s and then like did a time jump to now. Yeah, mm-hmm. with the characters as adults, like um, it's actually kind of very much like The Americans, where it's like so far. I mean, they haven't flash back to when they're older or forward to their older. I feel like they've been really like focusing on the early eighties right now, but <laughs> this is not going anywhere. Yeah, no. I mostly no, just I been really I've been binging the Americans and so like every time that I see something with like an eighties reference, I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, where in like the Americans time frame or timeline right. would this happen? But yeah. Yeah. This is still a little too but far ev- ahead. Eventually, uh, Elizabeth and Philip will want to be 
50 flirty and high-fiving. <laughs> or their daughter Paige will later oh, in there life we go. Maybe oh, work be at one of the poise. Six chicks. At poise. Yeah, she'll work at, at poise. poise. Yeah, I think um, so. Can we just agree that Poise is a, is, a, is a good normal name for a magazine? Sure. Sparkle? Sparkle is Sparkle not. Sparkle not at all. It's not a good normal name for a normal magazine. It's not. No, it's it's it, it might be an okay name for like a 12-year-old girl's like flirty kind of <laughs> like J like J14 tiger beat kind of thing <laughs> but like Name for wise. for like yeah. an adult fashion like lifestyle magazine sparkle they're not selling a million copies of something called sparkle they, in 2004 they, they are not i was alive and they're not no they're uh, well okay this movie is not historically accurate <laughs> i want to make sure you understand that uh, okay, Fair we should enough. we should get into the context here. Uh, for those of you listening for the first time, because we're doing a movie that actually appeals to you as opposed to some of our other ones, which is fine, uh, we uh, we discuss a movie through a series of critical contexts chosen at random by our contextual computer, and we will attempt to do the impossible. What everyone tells us we can't do. The, how the man tries to keep us down. Yeah. We will talk about this Paying movie. Paying off student loans? Yeah, well, okay, yes, also that. Uh, well, not through this show. Uh, <laughs> if anything, this makes that harder. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, every minute I'm talking, my interest rates are going up. Yeah. Oh, no. So. Oh, man. Um, well, then I should definitely <laughs> get moving, huh? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, oh, uh, no, but it's... Uh, no. uh, fuck, I forgot what I was even saying. You were talking about context. How this show works, yeah. yeah. We're going to talk about this movie through a series of critical contexts, and we want to be able to prove that we can talk about this movie in any one of these ways and and come to a conclusion. And uh, and let's, let's uh, give it a whirl. First context, you guys ready? <laughs> If you pulled a Peter Jackson and split this into three movies, how would you do it? Oh, uh, if you pulled wow. a Peter Jackson and split this into three movies, how no, would you do it? This don't. is there'd be three half hour movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be three three and a half hour movies <sighs> is the problem. The thing is, I cannot imagine like no. we before we started recording, we were thinking, Okay, let's go through the the plot. It took two seconds for us to be like, eh, we don't need to. Like this movie. Yeah. yeah it has one beat and it just goes and that's it. We do okay, so context. so no, so it would have to be no. We can no. Do here's it. no. I I think we can. I, I think, think we can, can do it. I think I believe. Okay, okay. I think we just have to stretch it out. The, yes. Gotta so what are the it. what are the three main? So her childhood, like threads yeah. of the movie, or the actual childhood. Yeah, mm-hmm. the childhood the leading into the transition to being yeah. thirty. Could the yeah. end of the first movie be where she wakes up in an apartment and sees a guy and is like and then looks at herself in the mirror and she's like <gasps> and then yes. that's like the okay. end of the first movie. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because then you can make you can give a bunch of character development to not just Matt as her friend, but like maybe other dynamics that she has with teachers yep. or their parents. Yeah. Really establish those characters more, which is again something that I'd like to see get a little bit more parents going on mm-hmm. uh learn who she is really because all we really know is that she's a smart maybe like i don't really get why is they don't like smart? her she is a smart i don't i don't understand it they're just like hey you're a nerd do this project for us and we'll come over to your house and dance and steal your shit i, I, I yeah really, i think there's no back i actually have a lot of problems with the i don't know if it's the actress they chose i was saying to christian that i feel like if that girl went to my middle school she'd be mm-hmm. one of the popular girls because she's super yeah. pretty mm-hmm. she didn't seem w- overly weird for no. any reason um and she also because of how little time they spent introducing us to her comes across as a total dick 
Like, yeah. Yeah. all she wants is what she sees in the magazines. She's got this great best friend who likes her for some reason, but she's a total <laughs> asshole to him. So yeah. I'm just not a fan of her. Yeah. So they could work on fleshing Yeah, they, they could flesh that out yeah. a little bit more. I mean, we are looking into the logic of, like, 13-year-old girls and being <laughs> bullied and being treated, yeah. treating other people like shit. I mean, and 13-year-old boys, too, like, being really clingy and, and having yeah. all sorts of weird visions of how a person should be and dictating to them how their personality should be. Right. Um, and then being proven right. Oh, it's one yeah. of those movies that <laughs> I find kind of annoying. Well, I actually want to say too, that we forget that 13 year olds are actually people. Right. I feel like so, I mean, not 100% of the time movies are made by adults. Is that, <laughs> is that correct? As far I, as I, I know, believe as you are. So aware, yeah. every portrayal of a teenager is from an adult's perspective. Right. True. So I don't, and we all had different experiences, but I don't remember spending that much time obsessing about what was in magazines and what the popular, like, I just, I feel like that's just such a overplayed. And I I think maybe because the movie's only 97 minutes, I think they, they, they sort of use a lot of shorthand things we've seen in other movies about teenagers that were like, all right, well we get what this is based on like this two second interaction Mm -hmm. she had with this other Mm -hmm. character. So if we flesh that out more, it could be more of like a, like a ladybird kind of like, yeah, I was just thinking really exploring the dynamics of this, this teenage girl and her quest to understand herself and sort of, she sort of devolves over the course of the film, um, believing that the adults have the answers and that the, the, children she's around are like treating her terribly and she (laughs) should be better and she would be better as an adult like we really get the sense that that's what she believes Mm. not not because of a couple throwaway lines but (laughs) because like it's how she perceives the world based on her experiences Mm -hmm. and i I think if we explored that more deeply it could be kind of an interesting movie yeah um but then we get to movie two where she turns into a 30 year old woman right um (laughs) which i I think if this were like, not to go back to the director one too much, but if this were like a movie by who made Boyhood again, uh, Linklater, Li- Richard, Richard Linklater, Linklater. Mm-hmm. I think it would honestly be like it would just jump to when she's thirty for another movie. They would do it in like a every movie it just jumps seventeen years, <laughs> uh, and then it goes to like her yeah. is forty seven. Um, that would be kind of interesting. But this one, it's like uh, it has to go back and forth, right? Um, so I think I think the second movie then is her. Under, trying to understand w- one how she got to where she is um, but then she also has to uh, it has to create the conflict that will set up the third movie mm-hmm. yeah I think the second movie is going to be really negative it's just like yeah. a lot of problems a lot of like realizing shitty things about herself and yeah. just kind of kicking her down mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then it, I mean and then I think the, the magazine is is the big is the big focus of her. Well, I think some of the problems in the magazines uh, magazine and like some of um, her reflecting upon some of the things that she had done, like the espionage and right. if you want to call which, it that, which we barely we, learned seriously. About. Barely, but we could. Yeah, so we could movie. really mm-hmm. focus on the relationship she has with this other magazine, what she's getting out of it, mm-hmm. and then and we can talk more about the third movie. But th- I think in the third movie is especially towards the beginning of the third movie is when she's getting her shit together. She's coming up with this great idea. She's starting yeah. to patch things together a little bit more. But the second and then the second one is also like um, Matt Beaver um, <laughs> giving her the cold shoulder and actually having mm-hmm. a actually confronting her. 
and having this really serious uh, conversation yeah. about yeah. why they're not friends anymore and why he doesn't want to give her any time of the day. And maybe spend more than just two weeks to get him to leave when Wendy. Yeah, leave yeah. it. Yeah, leave yeah. his fiance. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think I, that wouldn't that be sort of the like that would be one of the main conflicts of the third right movie, the final I, chapter. I wonder yeah. if it would be. I think it would be interesting to explore her relationship to her reality as an adult through the magazine more because in the first movie we would see her getting so much of her information of the world through poise magazine Mm -hmm. and how it portrays being like a 30 year old woman and and that's what informs her reality of wanting to be 30 and so then when she is 30 and working at that magazine she sees some of the behind the scenes she sees sort of the the falsehood of a lot of those ideas that they presented to her when she was younger that Mm -hmm. she internalized so much and 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 is able to view that information from a completely different perspective which i think would would sort of counter the first movie in a lot of ways. Yeah, like that. Which would confront her, would make her confront her reality and how she's been as a person, mm-hmm. um, and then would set up in the third movie her ability to sort of take control of her own life, not dictated by a magazine, but really to reveal how life really is. Mm-hmm. And so she turns the magazine around by by being more grounded, by by talking by talking to people as they are rather than telling them how they should be i think that also we should touch a little bit more on the relationship she has with that younger girl in that apartment building and her friends because it's like that was still like here's an adult well she (laughs) wasn't really an adult but here's a 30 what you think is a 30 year old telling you how to live life Mm-hmm. Like through all this advice she's giving at this like slumber party and stuff. <laughs> so good. Um, I feel like they should probably find a way to empower these 13 year old girls to think for themselves a little yeah, bit more definitely. and not worry about what the magazine's telling or this strange 30 year who let <laughs> their kids. I get that one of you like you're it's your neighbor. But like sure. if I came home as a 13 year old and be like, yeah, mom, I'm going to go over to Ash's house and we're going to spend the night at her neighbor's house. Because she's 30 years old. Yeah. Like, my mom would be like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, no, that's not going to lie. Well, I mean, 13-year-olds, I, I didn't tell my parents everything I did when I was 13. Maybe they were like, we're just going to have a sleepover. And then they were like, we're going to go next door and talk to cool uh, Jenna. Cool Jenna. Cool Jenna, Jenna Rank. Cool Jenna Rank. You know, and, and I'm... I guess we're focusing a lot on the on the plot elements and not focusing on the general conceit of this movie, which is as a romantic comedy. Oh right. yeah, we keep That's forgetting true. about Matt Beaver. Right, like Matt it Beaver. is it is a romance, and I, I I wonder if maybe it would play up the love triangle thing that we were talking about with oh, like yeah. her her current boyfriend. He maybe wouldn't mm-hmm. be quite such a stereotypical idiot. I mean, the he literally is, just gets written off screen. That's yeah. the thing is like, he's he just he's not even an asshole. He's a no, nice he's just guy. Dumb. He's, he's just, just a little dumb. Yeah, he's just super dumb, and loves his body, and that's yeah. great. Yes, <laughs> and body Christian positive. made yeah. a comment when we were watching the movie, which is. Um, at the beginning, the whole birthday party scene, he's like, oh, great, another friend zone, like, you know, yeah. in quotation mark mm-hmm. kind of situation where it's just, again, reinforcing that, like, yeah. the nice guys get shit on right. and she's going to regret it later. That kind of thing yep. is just like, Ugh, OK, Big surprise. Right. It's yeah. like it's a big it, it, it's a very incels kind of movie. Yeah. 
Um, because he is not just nice to her. He is incredible to her. Oh, my gosh. He, yeah. he, makes, he made a dollhouse. He made that thing. That did not take three weeks. That took way longer than three I know. weeks. It took way longer <laughs> than three weeks. Years. And it is like, okay, <laughs> let's point out one of the uh. things about this dollhouse is him pointing at Rick's, Rick Spring, <laughs> Springfield yeah. so that he won't do anything yeah. to the girl upstairs. Yeah. Like, he's literally what? nice-guying her, mm-hmm. yeah. like, white-knighting her um, yep. so hard. And and like kind of guilts her for yeah. trying to be something else in, mm-hmm. instead of being like, all right, well, that's the person you want to be like, how can we as friends maintain our relationship instead yeah. of being like, you should just keep being who you are instead <laughs> of you're trying to be a new person because you're 13 and your identity is yeah. changing. Yeah. And I, I get that he's 13, too. But the movie is really implying that his perspective on their relationship and on her as a person is more accurate to her than her own perspective on her life. That he knows better than she does how she should be living. Right. And I think that that is something, hopefully, if they expanded this to three movies... But if, as we discussed at the Lord of the Rings episode, Peter Jackson would still probably fuck it up um, <laughs> uh, somehow in some weird, yeah. weird sexist way. There would also <laughs> have to be a journey of some sort, just yes. thinking about if this will. Mm. I mean, th- I guess it's not, I guess I'm focusing more on the fact that it's Peter Jackson and not that it's a three-part movie. But I was just thinking, <laughs> like, how, I want to know how far away her parents lived mm. from New York City. Because she was able to just sneak over there. Yeah. Yeah. And like stay the night and stay then the like come back, right? And well, day? and then Maddie like went and got married there, went back, and so like right. presumably he far. and his fiance have enough friends who are capable of getting there mm-hmm. readily and easily that it's not a hassle. So it, it must be close, yeah. Um, right. So I think maybe it doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be like a quest kind of journey but i do mm-hmm. think you're right there needs to be like an uh, an arc that goes through all three i wonder if there actually could be sort of a like an end of the third movie accident on the way to the wedding and two people like get all banged up but like it's like jenna and matt for some reason are carpooling to his wedding because it's a romantic <laughs> comedy and why not why not and and then they get in an accident and they have to they're all like tattered and they have to walk to her childhood home and like as they do this like night long walk or something they like realize that it's wrong for him to get married or mm-hmm. or that it's right and that's the sad part about it and then of course she goes back to 13 and whatever but you know you could definitely incorporate that sort of overnight trudging bonding experience that yeah. romantic movies often have and then the sun comes up and they're sort of like face to they pre- that's when they kiss yeah like it's an like odd right couple before. yeah when walter Matthau and yeah. jackson <laughs> are walking yeah. to that wedding <laughs> yes exactly and then they totally go down on each other yeah, yeah. and it's so hot and a long scene really great yeah. old man 69 yeah, yeah. Um, oh God! The sixty nine, sixty nine. Hi, I'm really great old man sixty nine. <laughs> um, uh, that's that's my Twitter handle. Yeah. Well, um, it's in a audition process where there are over seventy old great old <laughs> men, and you're really like, great. "Hi, I'm great old man sixty nine. I'm really great old man. Uh, which really great old man are you? <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. And then the third movie, she resolves all of her shit. But I think what we're getting right. what we're getting at here is that it would be m- way more of a character study. Oh yeah, and less. It, I I think the romance would it can only work as it serves her personal journey. Whereas I okay. think currently the romance is like the crux of the film. Obviously, yeah. it has a lot to do with her personality. But what what it really boils down to in the end is how she's able to 
connect with Maddie. Also, it's a little bit more of like a self-romance. She needs to learn yeah. to love herself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot more masturbation. <laughs> um, it'd basically be the shape of mm-hmm. water <laughs> in that sense. Great. Yep. The but shape of paper. Y- That's really about her. <laughs> the shape of paper. Her working at the at the magazine. Yeah, and how she's like, oh no, I've become a square, which is the shape of paper. Oh my God. <laughs> Even though Son it's a rectangle. A yes. Yes. How would this be different if it was made 20 years earlier? Ooh. Sorry, oh, I kept going. Okay. I forgot how long that one is. Uh, so how would this be different if it was made 20 years earlier or later? We can decide. Well, obviously 20 years later would we be could the talk future. A little bit. I think we could talk a little bit about both because I sure. think yeah. just very different just thinking mm-hmm. about it. So 1984 is when it's made. It would be theoretically. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god. And then them doing a flash. Then them flashbacking, flash, flashing back to 1967 and what it was like for a young kid. Okay. Wow. And then 20 years in the future. So if if we made this movie in 2024, right, they'd have to go back to 2007 for it to be 13 in 2007. Okay. Yeah, yeah, very different. Yeah, essentially we're so let let's do the let's do the old one first. Okay. Yeah. So a a thirteen year old in well, the late sixties. So so the America. movie itself, if we're thinking of like an eighties comedy like mm-hmm. this, where it goes from teen to adulthood, I worry would be really uncomfortably raunchy like <laughs> super problematic yes uh in a very caddy shack we were uh oh yeah. yeah you weren't there but we were talking about this yesterday bon and i is like um like there were every decade has a style of comedy that is very popular and dominant and this mm-hmm. movie was a very popular comedy for its time so yeah. if we are to do the transitive property for yeah. this being as yes. popular of a comedy in the 80s it would have a lot more um it would be more sexual i think in a, in a lot of ways cuz we're oh talking God, like yeah. a few years it's only a few years after uh Animal House uh, which is another yep. movie that's set sort of like a little bit earlier than it, it takes place mm-hmm. and is and a lot of movies followed that train for a while mm-hmm. and i think this Oof. might be another one of those i think the first thing that popped into my head is you know she's like late 60s depending on the type of teenager they're trying to portray if her being either a flower child kind sure. of or just kind yeah. of like the family held on to the 50s and it's super like prim and proper doesn't matter yeah. she's gonna wake up in 1984 um with like she'd had a boob job like she's gonna wake up and it's gonna be mm. a very drastic like there is there is a moment in this movie where she wakes up as her 30 year old self and she's like amazed at her boobs well right. jennifer garner like doesn't have the largest boobs um so they would really capital they would double down yeah. on they double d on they that they would um that. they would sexualize her yeah, a absolutely. lot more yeah yeah I think the the um the scene where Alex, her hockey playing boyfriend, mm-hmm. like kisses her and then does a striptease would not be goofy. It would be like hard to It'd watch. It'd be aggressive. Or yeah. It, it yeah. could be it could be that goofy, but she'd be way well, more into it. She yeah, well she would have to be into it so that the people who made the movie could make a sex scene in the movie with this sexy thirty year old. Yeah. But there would be jokes all along the way yep. about like, oh, 
oh yeah i've seen lots of penises haha and like you know she mm-hmm. it would it would be not yeah. something i enjoy at all to watch <laughs> no. no but it would absolutely have gone farther than him stripping and then her saying oh no stop right cover up your penis it mm-hmm. would probably go in like a she would probably have at least one scene where she gets stalled up to go to the club she yep. would get like uh oh, sorry christian it's Duck club. Duck club. Sorry. Duh. She would she would get dolled up to go to the club, um, mm. and she would, um, you know, maybe do a line of cocaine off a rail. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would just. Yeah. I mean, maybe Why it would not? be like it's the eighties. Exactly, and it would be like her trying all these things that she knows that as an adult she must have done. Like, but she doesn't oh, remember any of those things. Go. So her friends yeah. are like. Yeah, we do this all the time. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, of course. And then she's experiencing it. It would be that kind of moment like, uh, it would be like one of those musical montages where she does the cocaine and then it like zooms in on her face slow and she goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and then it's like her dancing yeah, and like yeah. having all this crazy shit. That happen. whole evening would be that the joke where she drinks pina coladas she wants one not virgin Mm -hmm. right like there would be lots of those jokes but like way more drug infused way more raunchy and it would be it would be more of like a musical montage kind of thing where she just keeps going and keeps Mm -hmm. going i also think it would make more sense that she works at a magazine and that's like a really cool thing to do because even in 2004 it was kind of like it's like sure it's still a well-paying job probably to be an editor but like it's not cool right it's not cool anymore no to work for a print magazine and exactly. it's probably not i have a ritzy ass apartment oh in my this, god in this, like, every no. movie that's set in new york everybody yeah. can afford way better apartments yeah. than they actually could Ugh, Ugh. pisses me off i agree especially mark ruffalo's apartment i was like you're a photographer right get out of there you're right. not making well, this his, kind of money his fiance had said something like oh you can take pictures of something for commercials in chicago or she was like something that seemed like that's how he made his money was just taking commercial photography yeah it's just i don't know but um (laughs) who knows yeah so i think we could agree it'd be definitely a lot more sexualized and weird Mm -hmm. if it were made in the 80s i also thought of a way we could tie the americans into this (laughs) so the so okay you know how like in real life there is um like a cosmopolitan and then there's like there's like usually like a french version of mm-hmm. you okay yeah. so they're they have this magazine and maybe it's not a fashion magazine maybe it's like time or people or not people like life or something that actually <laughs> i don't know why i said people was people even around back people. then but it's like time where it's like kind of like an actual hard newsweek something like that sure and some of the stories that they have are being scooped by the a russian magazine <laughs> And so there's <laughs> somebody in their office is actually so it's not Sparkle, so, so it's, it's Russia. Yeah, <laughs> it's international ex- espionage. No, but that's but for perfect. like a lifestyle yeah. magazine. But like but that's the 80s. But it doesn't have we to be a lifestyle yeah. magazine. No, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, and that would actually be that would <laughs> she be could just be a, a journalist. Gag. That would yeah. be that would be like they would play it up as if it was like an international thing, like actual Stalin is but stealing their. But then the joke would be that it's only a magazine, and so oh. it wouldn't be mm-hmm. like. I think they would be making fun of that sort of spy mm-hmm. aspect. Like they would be taking the piss out of it, basically. Yeah, the, um, the Russian characters would be very uh, offensive and caricature. Sorry, I, yes. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't yeah. have put Russian and piss in the same sentence. <laughs> what, okay. what with our current climate? What with because of our current climate? <laughs> what with? Um, yeah. So okay. So what would a 2024 version of that? Obviously, it's six. We're in 2018. Know. Speculating. But like. But what would it... Okay, 2007, what would the 13-year-old version of Jenna be doing? 
I'm trying to like get what year would this person have to be born to be 13? 1994. Yeah. Okay. So younger than us. Three years younger than my brother. But I know know people. I work with people that are that age. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they're not too different. It's like Gen Y or Gen Z or whatever. Right. Yeah. Always grown up with technology. It's just like a little bit past us. But we'd also have to consider that it's the, uh, the 2024 idea of what a teenager mm-hmm. in 2007 mm-hmm. was. As someone who does spend a little time with teenagers, I know mm-hmm. that sounds gross, but yeah, um, as someone as someone thing. who has gone to like a couple of like teenagery movies, like everything, everything in the past sure. couple of years, I can kind of see, I feel, <laughs> I feel like stupid saying this, but I feel like <laughs> the way that we portray teenagers right now are like as adults who are a lot deeper than they really are. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, does that We, we give them more credit. Yeah. Well, not not to say more credit, but we they're like very, I'm 14 and this is deep. It's, everything is serious. Yeah. Like very, I'm yeah. 14. And it really it reaffirms that. And I will say as someone who, my understanding of teenager lifestyle comes from like from Thua and then from um, mm. looking at like Instagram stuff. It's like, sure. I'm, I'm always looking at these pictures. And I'm like, who is that polished as a 13 year old? Right. Like I, there's just, I feel like there is a little bit of a difference in how teenagers view themselves now as opposed to when we were teenagers. Anyway, so I feel like, like I'm old. Well, but, yeah, but we're talking like internet age, 13 year old yes. rather than magazine yeah. age, 13 year old. So right. I think that when they Online look bullying. at the, yeah, when they look at the teenager years, um, it's gonna be more than just oh, I have to stuff my bra. It's there's something that's more serious going on. Right. Well, we're talking um, 2007. That's like early Kardashians era. So like celebrity culture was mm-hmm. on the internet, especially was like mm-hmm. a big thing. And yeah. I think if you're, I think if you're a 13 year old girl in that time frame, and you're making a move, and we're making a movie <laughs> about like image conscious 13 year old wants to be a grown adult who's like. 30 flirty and and thriving (laughs) she would want to be like a celebrity more than like she wants to work in a magazine wants to have a good job she wants to be famous she wants to be she wants to be Uh, instagram famous basically Mm -hmm. and like that carries with it a lot of body image issues that carries with it a lot of um self-consciousness about behavior and wanting to be more selfish in a similar way to how she is in this but way more i think accelerated because of the internet she's like bombarded by it constantly and maybe she's getting cyber bullied by these you know six chicks about mm. her about her picks not being like <laughs> the six chicks thinks her picks mm-hmm. aren't sick i don't know yeah, right. yeah that's what, good but what do that's you good. think the um 2024 version of magazine editor well is? she has a jet pack and <laughs> a hoverboard <laughs> and <laughs> like cool sunglasses yeah I mean, she's she's picking through the wastelands of the American. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a post-apocalyptic. It's movie. a post-apocalypse. Um, I mean, it wouldn't be. I I can imagine six years in the future, and I yeah. feel like maybe the shock of the you know, cell phone existing in this movie would be like the shock of everybody turning into a cell phone. Mm-hmm. It would be you know. They're so in. I mean, maybe Google Glass would be like 100% integrated at that point, and like everybody's just walking around with cell phone glasses. Sure. And then, so, like, that's the way that, like, instead of, oh, we we've 
become obsessed with our bodies and obsessed with this poise idea and she has to bring everybody back to what's important about being alive which is like happiness and friendship and high school maybe so maybe she's like an app developer (laughs) and so like an app that helps people to go silicon valley with it but what would be really interesting and funny and she has a lot of slip-ups is she's now in this job where she has to have so much technical knowledge and she's just like, what the heck is right, going on? And she on? doesn't. Yeah. And yes. there's no, cause you can fake being like a print magazine editor, like, Oh, let's have more smiling faces. Well, you know, like it was just the way that they <laughs> yeah. portray magazines in right, this case, right. <laughs> but you can't jump into you a technological it. role and no. like, just make it up. Right. Like, Oh, I think there should be more numbers mm. on this. Like what? That doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> there aren't as many threes as I want there <laughs> to be. Or if they wanted to make it less technical and they wanted to keep it like something understandable, but like also a little bit more challenging, they might go for like a cable news route or like a cable. Well, no, oh, but I well, guess that was still like, cause a thing like actual yeah. TV news would well, be the magazine no i i think exactly i think cable tv will be a the magazine different. of yeah. that era right the way that it was in 2004 it's like yeah it's not that cool anymore but it's still technically an important job so right? she's maybe not an anchor but like someone like who who chooses what's gonna be like something really sure, generic like, a, like a you get to choose a producer something. who chooses like a tmz style yeah personality right where, oh, she, there we where go. she has to have a moment where do i go with this important hard-hitting story or do i talk mm. about celebrity gossip and right. she tries to yeah. she kind of yeah. goes towards she, that and she starts to realize as she interacts with oh, actual is this celebrities the newsroom <laughs> a, a, yes. a, new, a magical realism version of the newsroom <laughs> uh, which is kind of the newsroom um, so she no but she like as she interacts with these celebrities and sees what they're really like she reevaluates her desire to be that kind of celebrity sure. and maybe like maybe it turns out that the person she's been all this time is like she's focused a lot on her body maybe she's gotten some plastic surgery or maybe she's maybe she's um, you know done a lot of that sort of thing on the internet but uh, she comes to see the falsehood of it and Mm -hmm. comes to see how it doesn't actually bring her any happiness if anything it brings her more stress because she's constantly worried about her public persona um and i think i think as the culture has worn on on the internet everyone is their own brand and i think Mm -hmm. being your own brand is fucking exhausting (laughs) <laughs> and I think she would probably come to realize that like there's a there's a place now with TMZ and stuff where paparazzi are their own celebrities They Yeah, they yeah. have names and faces that we recognize from TV and go, oh, hey, you're the paparazzi from TMZ. And it's like <laughs> what that is so fucking backwards. It's like, yeah, that's you know, weird. It's super weird. But like, I think that if if that trend were to continue i think that this would that would be the kind of rabbit hole that this would because because her pitch at the magazine is very much like you know all these fashion style lifestyle magazines have become so whatever like judy greer's fucking pitch which is like a fashion suicide oh yeah fashion suicide heroin chic i love that overdose one better oh my god kill so insane Okay, can I, I just I have thought it has nothing to do with this movie, but sure. just the idea of TMZ like people being like paparazzi being celebrities. It kind of reminds me of like Marvel and DC Comics, where there's always like that like this that pesky reporter or like that uh-huh. person who's always trying to get photos of something. Not yeah, 
I feel like we're kind of that has never really been a thing. Like, do you think that there've been like politicians are like, oh, it's you know, right. Gerald Thomas is here, he's <laughs> trying to scoop something, and it's like that's kind of becoming a thing now. I know that's always been. Has it really? Well, politicians a bad example because I think there have always been those kinds of political reporters. Okay, because um, if you're in like the like the White House, that well, place yeah, where you've you got like a, a set. Every time, like you're yeah, like, it's I, that guy from the Times again. Yeah, like, I think yeah. it might be more of a new thing with celebrities, where there's like individual celebrity reporters that everyone can recognize mm-hmm. and know. I still don't think everyone can recognize. No, and know. no, I'm sorry, I, I take it <laughs> the back. People I mean, people, in right, them, the people that are interested in right, the people, the people in yeah. that circle. I I, I wouldn't them. recognize them. No, but I somebody either. who watches TMZ all the time would be like, "Oh, it's Chris Caraba, my favorite TMZ." <laughs> well, it's like it's like you know, it's it's like all those History Channel shows now that are like, oh, you mean aliens and well, no, but like pawn demons. Sh- I'm talking like pawn stars. Oh. Like, how is a oh. pawn shop worker like a, an international is, celebrity? Yeah, right, but that they is are. That is so fucking or weird. Duck Dynasty, like or, or the the fucking uh, American Pickers. You know, it's like these are th- these are people who literally just or you know, pa- uh, what, what's the one with the store storage wars? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, oh, celebrity culture true. has evolved so much, and I think we were right in the middle of that in 2007 like mm-hmm. reality tv was maybe as crazy as it ever got yep. and now it's evolved to the point where reality tv is no longer about celebrities and seeing inside their lives it's inside the lives of like people who just own businesses right and, and those people are the celebrities yeah and people who just live their lives it's like hmm. it's basically the but they're all so fictionalized it's like the real world but how, what the real world is maybe now Versus when it started, when it was just documenting how people live together, yeah. Um, hmm. And I think, yeah, I think this movie could could do pretty well with that. I think in either era, there is definitely going to be a, a confrontation of modern materialistic the way we talk to young girls about how they should be living. Right. That's kind of at the core of her realization right. about herself and about her friends and the way she's turned into a bad person. Oh shit. And gender politics, 2007 to 2024 Ooh. is going to be a huge yeah, jump. There's going to nice. be a lot to deal with there. Maybe she'll even like be too submissive and like, you know, like perhaps she was raised in a, in a house where it was like, no, women are this way. And like so much progression happened from 2007 to 2000 now, let alone 2024. Like, she'll be very confused by what society expects and asks of her yeah. and her male relational human. Well, also, al- also her, her having her own brand and being like a TMZ personality would make that especially tenuous because if she says something publicly that turns out to be mm. super problematic yeah. in 2024 terms, like mm. that could, that could be right. a huge conflict in the movie. Maybe that is instead of stealing stories from sparkle is just, her having weird gender politics because she's confused about because the she's state of the world. Yeah, she doesn't know how things have changed. And that's become like such a huge topic. Yeah. Why not? Um, yeah. Why not? Yeah. It would probably be a, a much more feminist film. I would hope so. I, I think that so. they would, because of the timing, would hopefully try to avoid any backlash and impropriety. Would They would just avoid the sex thing altogether. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, For probably. sure. For sure. Or it would be an exploration of her sexuality if, as a 13-year-old, her identity challenge is not whether she wants to be, like, a popular whatever, but she is also grappling with her sexuality. Maybe she is, in 2007, maybe she is, like, bi or, 
you know, homosexual or trans. And in 2007, that's a much harder thing to be than in 2024. And maybe she, as she gets there, she's like, wow, I get Mm -hmm. to live this way. Like everyone's cool with it now. And she comes to realize that. And that's exciting at first. But then it comes with all of these. She, it comes with all of these normal expectations. It's like, well, okay, so now I'm able to live this way, but she also has to know a lot of the politics around it, which she doesn't. She might end up fucking up that way somehow. And So like, do you think maybe she, she wakes up and instead of seeing that guy in the shower, she sees mm-hmm. a girl in yeah, the shower sure. and she's yeah. like, holy shit, I was like... Yeah, like, oh, this is okay? This is yeah. all right? Or maybe she was in denial about it when she yeah. was 13 and now right. as an adult, she's like mm-hmm. shocked and like yeah. has to confront that. Yeah, that'd be fun. But then it would add an element of like her going back to being 13, right. of her knowing that she has to mm-hmm. find but a that way would be to, cool. but it'd be cool. Cause it yeah. takes away some of the fear of like, if I come out, my life will be ruined. It's like, well, no, clearly it, it yeah. won't. Yeah. It'll be okay. Maybe. Oh, but maybe it would cause a rift in the friendship with Maddie. Maybe, maybe that is still an element. Oh, like she's 13. Like Maddie's she's still got, there. Maddie's mm. still like all over her business when she's 13. And she's like, super conflicted and a big part of the reason she doesn't want to be with him is because she doesn't just think of him that way mm-hmm. and then sure. as an adult when she goes to find him because it's like oh we used to be friends what happened <laughs> it's like like uh, because we're not you know like compatible and he as as a man in that time was like he was the kind of person who used the friend zone as like a totally. thing mm-hmm. yeah and and when he found out she was like of another gender or like of another sexual orientation and they were never going to happen. He lost all interest been, in yeah. being friends. So it's more like he's the asshole. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. And, which I'm into because, yeah. you know, sure. so she has to confront that. And then maybe she goes back to when she's 13 and has to explain to him like, no, you know what? This is, it, it, and, and you can't treat women this way. And like really, <laughs> really turns him around. And then when yeah. it goes back to her being 30, you know, they are able to be friends and he is a better ally and all this stuff. So maybe, maybe I think it could be, it could, could be still be that kind of like positive, uplifting kind of fun movie that 13 going on 30 is in the future. Whereas I feel like the eighties version will be Ugh. really cringy. It'll be played yeah. for, ga- it's a gag. It's a you super know, gag. It's not about actually learning about yourself. It's a gag. All right, guys. Hey, you want to do one more context? One more. One more context. Let's get it. See what it is. Let's Neil see what deGrasse it is. Tyson's nitpicky realism corner. Oh, Neil deGrasse oh Tyson's yes. nitpicky <laughs> realism corner is so perfect for this movie. I think that there's really nothing to nitpick. It's pretty <laughs> much. I mean, okay. I mean, got ma- you got your magic dust. Okay, okay dust. we're fine. Normal. There. That's normal. fine. No, we sure, don't sure. have any problem with that. I do have a little bit of a problem, and uh-huh. I brought this up earlier about how apparently rich these people are. Yes, <laughs> for the jobs that they have, uh, no way they don't have that nice stuff. There's no way everyone at that party has the dance moves to Thriller completely that, oh memorized. Oh my god, that was okay. what I was gonna say. Also, <laughs> if you had that much money to pay mm-hmm. your staff, you're gonna have a fucking nice party. You're not yeah. gonna have. You're not gonna rent. The community hall. I mean, maybe no. it was a nice place, but they yeah, didn't really highlight it. It looked like it was thrown together by the prom committee. <laughs> there was, like, you would actually, you'd have celebrities there. Oh, yeah. It yeah. wouldn't be lame. You wouldn't no. have a, a stink bomb of a party. You or wouldn't whatever need they call your it. editor to do thriller to make the party interesting. Yeah, That's exactly. not a thing you would need. I don't know that I've ever been to a party where there's like 30 people doing a coordinated dance no. like that. Especially and then one that's really hard. Like, yeah, there's and like once many the, steps. Once that song's over, the party just really kicks off. <laughs> it's like, like no, well, once that song's get better over, than that. everyone leaves. Because yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. It was like mm-hmm. a performance. Yeah. Um, also, 
uh, uh, the fact this drove me insane, and I went on a bit of a rant about it. The whole the way the photographs when it got they got stolen and sent to Sparkle. Yes. And the next the next day, day they were, they were, on, were on, on bus buses. Yeah, I I and didn't like, like that they one had either. changed the entire brand, and we were we were going on on about this. How the fuck? <laughs> what? Why? Why did that editor in chief thing happen? Because at yeah. the party we meet yes. the editor in chief, the Sparkle, frizzy woman, mm-hmm. who is the person that Jennifer Garner was supposedly communicating with, mm-hmm. according to the letters that Judy Greer found. Right. Which means that that editor in chief was like, if gave you up her job, if yeah, you, yeah, she just gave her her job. Which or what? is there a job higher than editor in chief? Yeah, at a uh, maybe maybe she just moved on to like owner or like yeah, maybe she CEO just bought she bought magazine. the company. Yeah, she bought it and she was like, well, I need a new editor in chief. Yeah. It's you. Oh my god. Well, well and, and they didn't even, here's the other weird thing. Sparkle was on the up. Like, yes, they're like a million, I, selling yes, a million yes, yes. copies and uh, and Poise is on the way down. Why did they want to redesign like a high school magazine like Poise does? I, I said exactly said that. that. And it drove me, it. it drives me insane. Like, why would they be the ones doing a rebrand? <laughs> they're the ones who are winning. Like, the whole point of the rebrand was because it was a desperate move. And everyone yeah. was like, man, a rebrand is a death sentence. Yeah. And it's like, so why would the company, that, <laughs> why would the magazine that's winning do the rebrand? If Maybe it's a because death they know the only reason why they've been selling well is because they've been copying what this other magazine is doing. And mm-hmm. if they don't have the steady source of ideas, they're just going to be tired and they old. Jump so they had the exactly sure, sure. What if it? What if it turns and out it that probably just kills like, poise? So yeah, that's part of it. I think. Well, and like if you're over at Sparkle, aren't you worried that maybe this is like an elaborate attempt to sink you? That like oh, yeah, we're giving sure. you all of our rebrand, yeah. redesign ideas, and mm-hmm. it's going to turn out to completely right. fuck oh, over yeah. your entire steez, you and then poise that. comes back in a big way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Also, if Lucy, um, who is only sabotaging at the end there and sending the rebrand over, if she was so confident in her work, the heroin chic thing, mm-hmm. she didn't even stick around for the. Uh, Jennifer Garner's for for Jenna's pitch. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, for Jenna's pitch. Why does she know that that's so successful right. that she should send that one over and that's not her true. own? Yeah. yeah, that's a huge hole. Huge hole. Huge hole. And I th- huge hole. Um, hairy hole. Um, black hole. <laughs> black hole. Um, I think. Um, oh fuck! I was gonna add to that, but I can't remember. But is there something about the relationship with? Me? I mean, I think the whole two weeks thing is bullshit. There's, there's no way that Very all of that fast. happened in two weeks. And that right. he um, is leaving his fiance for that. Although maybe, right. well, I mean, technically he doesn't. At the the ar- yeah, the argument oh, you're you right. could be made you're right. is well, he that they just are together since they were 13, which is also pretty improbable. Mm, yeah, doesn't no. happen a lot. Uh, I definitely think that the um, that house that he created would take years. Not take years. two or three it weeks. Take, it would take a couple. Years. It would take two, like two months. Okay, yeah, it would maybe take like a month months. or two. Yeah, so much detail in that mm-hmm. thing. Like Absolutely. even on the stereo itself was like yeah. a two-week project. I, yeah, <laughs> I saw that and I was like, "That's very detailed yeah. for like a slap together thing that a thirteen-year-old boy did." Right. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, so that that is a definitely for sure. Picky. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, did boy. kids have TVs? In their bedroom in 1987, I'm not like really, really familiar oh, with like uh, the logistics, and it was a small TV. Yeah, but she's like dancing and singing along with it. I guess I guess I'm not that that one didn't strike me as something that I disbelieved. So maybe. Hmm. Yeah, and they did come in with that. Yeah, I know. I, I guess I could see that because okay. I, I remember the the camera. 
Oh, here's one that, that I pointed out when we watched it. How do all those girls know the words to love is a battlefield? If, yes. If she says that and they are all completely yeah. unfamiliar with mm-hmm. it and then they're yeah. watching the video. So my question was, no. are they watching this this same video over and over yep. again like that seven is exactly or eight it. times? This is the take eight or nine. Yeah. <laughs> and they're finally learning the words and, and doing dressing like coordinated up in weird dances. bras and stuff. Oh, man, that was <laughs> fucking crazy. I think the most unbelievable thing about this movie for me, New York City, super nice apartment building. Yep. There's no like fun, wacky doorman to interact Ooh. with <laughs> yeah. yeah yes that no or, or cranky yeah. bizarro door like or any door or man. any doorman <laughs> i mean sure i'm sure there is one but the fact that they chose to not have half the movie devoted to their shenanigans <laughs> yeah hello it is a complete it's mis- a very mis- uh, yeah, it's big unbelievable maybe the movie actually. was actually two and a half hours but then yeah. they're like so they and so the, the like we gotta cut doorman. this out of there <laughs> <laughs> the the security did look very lax on that building for 2004. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is post 9/11 we're talking oh, about. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's also very unbelievable that nobody mentioned 9/11. <laughs> yeah, in 2004 there was a picture of her with Rudy Giuliani. That's true. Which boy yeah. is that Ooh. is that holding up so Ooh. well? But yeah, you'd think that she's like she lives and work in New York works in New York City now and she's probably like, "Oh, where's I'm trying to find, figure out where everything is, and I don't have the World Trade Centers to. Yeah. Oh God. As a guide, to, as a guide oh, point. Man. Oh no. Do you yeah. think it was too soon? Oh shit. For I them to like. Yeah, I didn't even about think that. about that. They yeah. never even brought up. She didn't know about 9/11. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah, that's actually unbelievable. Because she would have been like, "Hey, where are those two big ones? The two biggest buildings where are in the, the big world." Boys? Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Holy huh. shit. Yeah. Um. How about uh. Oh, fuck. I had another one. Um, How about, oh, how about that guy that Judy Greer points out at that bar being like super unattractive? And she's like, there's this hottie over there. There's multiple unbelievable things about about that that. scene. Oh, yeah. One, that they think he's attractive. That old guy, yeah. They're like, that hottie. And I was like, nope. Not that guy. And she knows. Guy. She's like, no, it's not that guy. That 13-year-old yeah. boy that's eating a burger. Then she goes over to that boy and asks and says he's cute or asks him out. Yeah. And then he says, oh, sure. And is super confident yeah. with this 30-year-old woman and says, like, let's go out sometime. That, and I find what? it hard to believe that the, that Judy Greer and Jenna Rink, or whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean, are- Tom-Tom. <laughs> Tom-Tom are Tom, going to um, this, like, a place that serves burgers to 13 year olds you know what i mean they could go <laughs> yeah, yeah the true. fact that they're serving him at all yeah it really was like a fancy bar on one side and just like an old diner on the <laughs> other side it was like there was like a line down yeah, the middle like of the fucking not, place it's a, a weird cool place to go it was no, a super weird that no, was a super was a weird, weird spot set. i think maybe it was like a perkins that had a bar too or something <laughs> like a really nice bar yeah, a nice perkins uh yeah it was super <laughs> fucking weird huh yeah i'm trying to think of uh otherwise airtight uh, she movie. was like wearing lingerie under yeah. a suit coat at her and meetings no and no anything. one cared. And I, mean, I feel like Tom that Tom, was something. Tom Tom did kind of say like, oh, this is like a, this whole slip look is unless it's retro. Yeah, but it didn't, right. unless it's yeah. retro. At what point unless in history it's was it like <laughs> cool well, to wear like a, a like a like a fucking nightgown? I think at a certain point in the 90s, there was probably like and they're Maybe. they're in fashion so they can. Right. So they can push the boundaries yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And put sticks in your buns. All the sticks. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought it would have been so funny if there was a scene where she's just like walking by some balloons. 
balloons. Or in the elevator. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's some balloons in there and she like turns she her head too fast. That would have missed opportunity. Yeah, there's right another there. missed opportunity. Not so much a nitpick of the realism, no. but just a missed opportunity. Do you think <laughs> that she had to buy the fruit roll up that she had in that meeting? Or do you think they provide that to staff? P.S. I want to work there. I think that actually does apply. Does anyone eat fruit roll ups like that? She wraps it around her finger oh, and then eats the tip of it off? Yeah, that is a thing. What I, the hell? I think that's a thing. Is that I, a thing? I think I must have done that as a kid oh. at some point. I just cram it all in my mouth. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I yeah. You don't even take the plastic off. No, I, I mean, don't even take the, pl- the outside the plastic shapes. off. Like, is that, I do play with the shapes a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the like, whole no point way. of the fruit roll-up is to play with it. I disagree. I no, play with the flavor. <laughs> the whole point of the sugar is to play <laughs> with it. to play with it. Yeah. Yeah, the point, I'm sure. Yeah. Pointy I, play, sugar. I, I play with it in my mouth. The flavor. I play with the flavor. I play with the flavor. <laughs> the player with the flavor. LeBron James. I play with the flavor. LeBron James. I play with the flavor. <laughs> Where's that Sprite commercial? Yeah. Sprite. Yeah. Well. Hmm. Also, yeah. I think she should have been more drunk when she drank yes. like four pina coladas. Yeah. She wasn't well, that drunk. Or maybe not. I think don't about know. her. What? Maybe if she drank a lot, her body. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe she was yeah. always because it. Because Tom Tom was very, uh, it was like, oh, you're hungover. You drink too much. Like, so maybe she did actually have a very high alcohol tolerance. Yeah, that is. Which would be kind of a bummer as a (laughs) 13-year-old if you were like, oh, my God, I'm going to get so drunk. That is a very Neil deGrasse Tyson pick, by the way. Your body was super tolerant to alcohol. And you're like, oh, I can't get drunk. And I feel like trash. She's like Captain (laughs) America in the first (laughs) Avenger where he's like, he's trying to get drunk and he Mm -hmm. can't. And he can't because he's too strong. His metabolism's too strong. (laughs) 13 going on too strong. And it's also surprising that she didn't gain a ton of weight even in those two weeks because she was constantly <laughs> eating like sugar, just oh, whatever yeah. she could get her hands on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. best best nitpick. If you have that kind of money, you don't buy Cheetos Puffs. You buy the crunchy ones. <laughs> Who buys Cheetos Puffs? I'm just fighting words. I hate Cheetos my, Puffs. My <laughs> wife here is more of a Puffs lady. I, oh, lo- I, I love I crunch. I do love the it. crunch too. But the, I do love the crunch. I do love crunch. <laughs> um... Not Catherine Crunch, though. The mascot. But um, the puffs is where it's at for me. Okay. I would, I could I could go for a, a handful of balls, too, those puff balls. Yeah, I, I always go for a handful of balls. I was going to say, speaking to the point of a 30-year-old woman eating that much junk food, if you're 30 year, years old and you're in that kind of shape, eating like even just a little yeah. junk food, she would be on. on the toilet yeah, I was gonna for say, so long. You're going to yeah. have the shit. So oh, my God. Oh, for sure. And, and like to consistently do that <laughs> and be totally fine is super unrealistic. And like a pina colada yeah. itself, besides the alcohol content, is just that's also so gonna, much sugar. She'd be she, getting so much gut rot. Oh, yeah. man. She would have just felt like garbage for like mm-hmm. those two weeks. She yeah. would have just been in the toilet <laughs> right. or like on her bed feeling like shit. She would be like sickly. Like <laughs> yeah. she, would have, she would be like anemic. There'd be mm. that scene where she's like, the love is the battlefield. She's jumping around and she just throws <laughs> up. Like, just one of her up. legs breaks in half. <laughs> she's, she's like so malnutrition. She's no fucking bone structure. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I think we found a lot of good yeah, scientific there's a lot foibles. Of thing, there's a lot movie. of things in this movie to nitpick. Yeah. Um, I mean, it really doesn't care a lot about its details. And I no. think a movie like that is is prime for the picking. Oh, I also want to talk again about that guy she's sleeping with. Yeah. Ew. Sweetie Bottom is a bad nickname, first of all. So bad. Is that what we decided that's what it was? Sweetie Bottom? Yes, okay. Sweetie Bottom. I thought it was like, 
I don't remember what I thought it was Pookie. at first. Pookie. I, I thought it was. No, no, oh, 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 the guys you said. Oh, oh, you're oh, talking the about. Sorry, oh, sorry. The office sex the guy. The office sex guy. Office sex guy. So okay. first off, he looks like a used car salesman. Yeah. Or like a used stereo salesman. Oh, he's so gross. <laughs> um, a stolen stereo a stolen salesman. salesman. So I have a hard time believing that he's even married to someone who works in the art department. <laughs> <laughs> like if your husband came to the office... And like the art department, as you can see in later in the movie, is right next to her. It's right there. It's right there. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, I'd be like, hey, Christian, what are you doing here? Oh, nothing. Like, oh, nothing. Just, just saying hi. Just with a closed railing door to this, this, uh, this yeah. other yeah. woman. Why is she? I think she's probably not having sex with him because she's attracted to him, but because it's somebody it's else's husband. It's yeah. a power And play. she's an asshole. And, and she doesn't it. value herself. It's a right. whole thing. But right. like, I just have a hard time believing that he'd be allowed in the building. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> real. The, the doorman skeevy. wouldn't just turn him yes. away. Again, doorman problems. Where is the doorman is to turn this person away? I think Where, all of the nitpicks could have been just taken care of by yeah. the presence of a doorman. Yeah, would have been easy. That that is the real mystery of this movie: is where is mm. the doorman? Who who doormans the doorman? Yeah, I was who doormans the yeah, doorman <laughs> himself? <laughs> who doors the doorman? I guess is that what it is? Quee quiz doorman, <laughs> quiz do doorman. <laughs> oh, that's not how that. That's not how that works. Nope, oh shit! It. Is he the doorman? <gasps> he is the doorman. He's the doorman. He's the doorman. <laughs> that's how he gets it. That's how he gets in. That's <laughs> how he. He's not the wife of someone in the art department at all. Yeah, he is. Right. So that's how he got the job. Oh, so he got the oh, hookup. It's, oh, it's nepotism. Or he got the job and he. Fell in love the with the person, but it's oh, like his nice. Martha. He doesn't actually. He doesn't <laughs> all back to the all Americans. Back to the Americans. <laughs> Why did Martha. you say that name? What? Oh, yeah, it's Martha. Yeah. It was a Martha Ooh, joke. Yep. No, was I get this it. movie also? I can't decide if it was UPS or FedEx that brought this movie FedEx. to us because she kicks that FedEx thing. Yeah. Oh, you're right. So though. we see the logo, but she's also like, "Oh, fuck you, FedEx yeah. box." What, I would be curious to watch it through again and look to see if there are any other shipping like, companies represented. Like somebody receiving a UPS package very happily yeah. in the background and then like she like destroys that FedEx. Or box. like a DHL worker like picking yeah. up an old lady from the sidewalk. <laughs> like Picking her up from the sidewalk? Yeah. yeah like you... to go out with. Like a pickup <laughs> yeah. artist DHL worker. No, because That's it, what a pickup no, artist because is, right? It's literally yeah. just you go up to, you go up to you women you think up. are attractive. No, you because what had happened is that when it that one time when it rained, that FedEx truck blew a bunch of um, like rainwater yeah. on this old lady. And she's <laughs> a little bird. So it just kind of, kind of knocked her to the sidewalk. <laughs> and then this DHL worker saw it happen. So he yeah. rushed over and he carried her to, to dry <laughs> To on dry the safety. <laughs> on the DHL. Oh yeah, I do like I do like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> that it's an anti FedEx movie because <laughs> she throws that one package that says yep. FedEx, I guess. Oh. And then in that so um, redesign symbolism. when they're yeah. doing like heroin chic, mm. the woman is wearing a UPS oh, uniform. Nice. nice. What? So they trash both FedEx and yes. UPS. How great would that be? Yeah. <laughs> God, that that sequence is do amazing. You was that like pretty early DHL too? Like this would have been their first movie that they made as a studio. The DHL <laughs> like I feel like studios? DHL hasn't existed for that <laughs> long. DHL studios. DHL studios, yeah. Back in the day when moving companies yeah. were d- just starting to it's make their the own It's the right films. way to, to brand. Why make commercials? They're expensive. Just make full length movies. Right, so much cheaper. Like the post office has uh-huh. that. Is it a TV series? You've got mail. Oh, no. my God. Oh, there's a postal inspector. Yeah. 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 Postal oh. We still need to yeah, actually The U.S. Watch government that. has a postal uh, inspector's mystery series, stupid. like a cop show. Uh, why? It's amazing. Um, Did we just watch the promo for it? Or did we actually we, watch the, it? It was uh, John Oliver was showing some clips oh, okay. from it. Oh, yeah. cool. 
Um, we should we should seriously we like should definitely we should have like a get together and have wine and postal inspectors. Postal inspectors. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. What a great thing. So good. So you guys, I think that was the episode. Uh, we we uh, we really dissected the shit out of thirteen going on thirty. Well, Asia, thank you so much for joining us for this one. I'm glad we were able to bring you back. Me I know. Too. I know it took uh took uh took some something some doing to to bring you here because I know we you know you you're so busy and we don't live together. It's hard to get together. Um, <laughs> yeah, you it's so it's so rare I get to see you. Um, oh, buddy, don't make Aww. that face. Don't make that face. She's weeping openly, by the way, yeah, for the listeners true. at home. She's, I've muted the microphone, but she's, she's on the ground. She's clawing at her hair and and gnashing my teeth. Gnashing her <laughs> teeth. She's still able to talk though, which is remarkable. Uh-huh. She's keeping her composure and her voice so. This is how I talk now. It's like ventriloquism. Maybe people get into that because they're just pissed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they just want to gnash their teeth a lot, and they learn that they can throw their voice while they're gnashing their teeth. Well, that like, oh, and they can also like give sick burns, but like yeah, not but it's not from them. them. They're yeah. like, it's my puppet. Oh, it's my Fuck puppet. this guy, right? Yeah. Nice. Fuck this guy. <laughs> Fuck right? my puppet, please. Fuck oh, my, my puppet, please. <laughs> oh. Um. Okay. Asia, did you have anything you want to plug? Yes. Um, all of this next week, I will be working. So catch me there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, it's Christian's birthday on Tuesday. Oh, no. He's oh going to be 47. God. Oh, my God. Fuck off. Yeah, 47 going on flirty. Yes. <laughs> It'll be 29. Um, I'll be nine oh. going on 29. So close. If the weather is nice, catch us at Valley Fair. Yeah, we're going to Valley Fair. Let's for give my a day to day, beat by beat schedule of what you are going to do next <laughs> week right, so, so that we can come find you. Well, and also, what people do when they don't have things to plug. Also, to be fair, this <laughs> is go, this is dropping this is dropping the week after my birthday. Oh shit! Oh, no. so, so Christian's birthday was already. a disaster. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> he got arrested. Um, no, by this point, I'll be so over being twenty nine. I'll be like, yeah. it's not even special now. <laughs> Can't wait till thirty. What yeah. if what if we made a movie about you called Twenty Nine Going on Thirty? Twenty Nine, <laughs> where you were just really. And it's actually to be it, it takes place over two days. <laughs> <laughs> it's the day before you turn thirty. It's so different. Yeah. Oh, my whole life. Um, there's got to be a movie like that though, where it's like someone's turning thirty and they're freaking out, and it's some kind of yeah. Yeah, I feel like, like it's an indie a little, comedy. It's a little too easy, thing. actually. Yeah. 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 Whoops. Yeah, not worth it. Uh, but Dave if it was called 29 going on 30, I think it might be a little <laughs> bit more fun. Yeah. David, uh, thank you for being here as well and, and, and recording with me as always. Uh, David, do you, do you have, anything have anything you want? My question. Stop. This is my chance. David. <laughs> yes, Asia. Pretend like the last 30 seconds have not happened. You got it. I always do. What do I say again? Do you, know, do you have anything to plug? <laughs> well, yes, I do. I'm on a podcast called The Hypotheticast. It's a pretty neat little guy where we do thought experiments and we make jokes and we ask each other questions. And are you guys selling buttons now? We're selling buttons now. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a store or anything because we're not famous. But, so uh, if, if they catch you on the street, yeah. just give you a buck and you'll yeah. give them a button? Yeah, exactly. Nice. Why not? We got them. Nice. So that's fun. Yeah. Oh, and, so you, and Christian designed them. I think I should I shout that out. They look mm. great, by the way. So the two kids that we babysit, the four-year-old found the hypothetic ass button that we had oh, on our table nice. and he was like can I wear this and I was just like, mostly thinking no I don't want you to stab yourself right, with it yeah. but then I was thinking we should have sent him to daycare <laughs> with this hypothetical cast button <laughs> yeah. so that you could get this new yeah. wave of we toddler audience we do have one kid friendly episode yes Ooh. that's true and it's, <laughs> it is, it's delightful it's very fun 
So if toddlers would like to get into answering questions from actual, uh, I think third and fourth graders, mm. you can do it. Nice. Yeah. Listen, but pretty, not the rest of it. Terrific. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Christian, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, it's nice to get out of the house once uh, in a while. Do yeah. you have anything that you would like to plug? <laughs> My butt. Hey, callback. Uh, hey, we finally did it. It's an actual it. callback. It's an actual callback. <laughs> Canonically, this is our first callback. <laughs> um, uh, no, uh, this show. This this show and and only this show. So hey, if you're listening to the show, you might want to also check out the show. Yeah, you yeah. should definitely check out the show. Actually, if you would uh, like to, it would really help us a lot if you would leave us some feedback, leave us a review on iTunes, send us a tweet, send us an email. Yelp. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yelp us. That find us on MySpace. Yep, catch me outside. Foursquare. Um, yeah, like us on Facebook. Share, just you know, if if you enjoy the show and you know someone who you're like, hey, this person listens to movie podcasts or this person yeah. likes uh, thirteen going on thirty casually intellectual discussion that isn't actually that smart. Um, you know, pass pass us along and and see what happens. Um, maybe you'll make a maybe you'll make a new friend into an old friend, and what? an old friend into <laughs> a lover. Yeah, um, that's how it works. And a lover into a mother. Of your hmm. children, or hmm. of someone else's children, because sh- she'll want to be with someone else and have children with them. If your progression is new friend, old friend, lover, mother, I think she'll want to be with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, much like Mark Ruffalo in this movie, I think. Hey, must be the Mark. Not in this movie. He could have been. He could have been the doorman. Holy shit. Oh, that would be the, oh. he'd be the best doorman. Oh, be Paul Giamatti would be such a good doorman. Dude. He should quit acting and be a doorman. He should <laughs> actually become a I real life love, doorman. I love, love it if he were my doorman. Yeah, for real. And also told me about wine. <laughs> he, so he's his character from Sideways. <laughs> yes. But as a doorman, as a doorman in real so, life. He would so be so crotchety. Oh, so crotchety. So crotchety. Oof. Ooh, and the, do you guys like Sideways? Yeah. No. Okay. I also well, think okay. I always think about that moment when he's like, "If they're serving Merlot, I'm out of there." <laughs> the only way to sneak into the building is if you leave a bottle of Merlot <laughs> on the desk. He just has to leave. He has to he leave. Cannot be he there. Can't be in the presence. And then you I just can't deal with this right <laughs> now. <laughs> oh okay. man! All right. Well, thank you all for listening, David. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with? Does the diet capitalist air outside a chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Contextual Deviance. You can find more information about us online at our website, contextualdeviance.wordpress.com. You can tweet at us at textdeviance. You can email us at contextualdeviance at gmail.com. Thanks to Minneapolis's own The Badman for the use of their song Gun Tonic off the album Ain't Clean. This has been Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen, and have a nice day. Have a nice day!